Welcome to the Late Night Vacuum! Before we kind of get into everything, on the count of three, one, two, three. You win with that last. Mm. <laughs> I leave the most amazing voicemails. Um, so, yeah, so I hope everybody's well. It's been a rather interesting uh, week in the verse. Um, quite a few things have happened. Not, I'd say, as probably as momentous as last week's with all those releases. But uh, we'll get to that. Um, but let's kick off by saying, Crackies, what have you been playing? Oh, this week it has been filled with Star Citizen and Mad Max. Star Citizen and Mad Max. You must be having the most amazing dreams. <laughs> <laughs> um, they are rather odd and interesting. I I can't even I can't even really remember except they were weird. So, uh, when did your new joystick come in? Um, that came in last week, actually, right before Late Night Vacuum. Yeah, so that pack just arrived. So you've actually been um, wiggling the old stick on screen. Um, I have been wiggling my stick on screen. Actually, it's it? just off screen. I've been wiggling the stick. But you, you say that, but your ca the camera angle tells all. How has it been? Because you know, so to put into context for um, one of the things that we I think we all should be mindful of is that we're just like total total nerds, um, and yeah, yeah and so. I always like to remove uh, things that we think are obvious. We want to kind of, you know, kind of lay out there. You've been using the X52, which is... Um, X52 Pro. X52 Pro, which is a HOTAS, HOTAS, hands and throttle and stick, which means you can fly and do many things uh, basically without taking your hands off the unit and playing with a keyboard. I think it's all completely self-contained. Um, and that's great for Sims and for flying, therefore Star Citizen. Uh You've moved to the T16000M um, as a result of the X52 Pro breaking. Um, what is it like in terms of, you know, describe its, its kind of setup and how it compares? I know it's not, I know it's not a game thing, but I think it's kind of important because it has influenced your, your gaming. Um, it actually has a slightly larger base. It's, it's a little bit more stocky of a joystick. Um, okay. The joystick handle itself is a little bit more shallow. However, the trigger sits out quite a bit farther. And the way the angle is and the way that they have that set so you could position your hand, it's a set base height. Okay. So if, like me, I, I actually almost two decades ago now, a little bit, 15 to 20 years ago, I had an injury in my thumb from baseball. Okay. And I'm double jointed in my thumbs, but the injury tore the tendon completely. So I had to have surgery to repair it. Sports injuries, they injure tendons. Yep. I got, and yes. I can't fully stretch my thumb out anymore. It's held in with a pin. There's a pin in there. So you must be fun when you go flying. I, it doesn't beep. Oh. Non magnetic. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Non magnetic surgical. So they can MRI and everything. Which is That'd good. be hilarious. <laughs> or it'd rip out. <laughs> it, it'd probably thunk the hand, hopefully. So, but yeah, yeah. it's um it, it's 
I need, I almost need padding that I'd, I'd have to like add to the, the base of the handle on the joystick itself. So my, my hand can sit up a little bit higher yeah. and still rest down on the joystick. I only need maybe, maybe half an inch or just a, a, a couple centimeters for those of you in Europe listening. So that I don't need much padding to it, yeah. but just enough to raise my hand up because the trigger sits so far out that the hand position is not really great for my hand sitting on the base. Now, um, now this is a kind of interesting thing because uh, HOTAS is typically a split system. It's a stick and throttle is separate. Um, are you still using the uh, X52 Pro throttle? Yes, I am still using the X52 Pro throttle, which still works great. Um, so with that, I mean, it's like because the because the um, 16,000M has a throttle built in, doesn't it? It does. It has a, it has its little throttle handle, but it's on the actual squat base. So I would kind of have to have my hand over here positioned or move it in the center and just use my thumb and then six button. Whereas okay. I have way more control with the X52 Pro throttle handle okay. because I have the pinky finger set to four directional. Then I have three buttons right off the thumb, plus I have the throttle handle. So it's a lot more control in one hand than two hands over at the T16000M and a lot more throttle control. Okay. More precise throttle control on demand as well. So one of the things that we've been saying, and not just us, pretty much a lot of streamers have been saying about the, you know, it's like, I want to get a joystick, where should I start? How are you rating then the the 16,000M, would you say, is a starter stick? Best of the starter sticks. Precision on it cannot be matched. The, the sensors in this thing are amazing to the point where I've actually had to, like, relearn stuff because I was used to having to, to fight to get those first little bit, and now I have to relearn to hold my arm straight, and the, that's why I want the pad. It would help more because mm -hmm. I actually have to hold my arm up and steady at the same time because even a slight movement of my hand or forearm causes drift in the ship because it's that responsive on those slight movements. Yeah, uh, this is in New York, and it says it's got the same sensors as the Thrustmaster Warthog. Correct, yeah, it's, it's the, the whole same, sensors. The whole sensors. Uh, <laughs> oh, actually, we've just got a funny question. Uh, we'll talk more about games in a second. But uh, Trollolino goes, question, why is your podcast always this late? Well, it's to do with time zones. I think that's the best way. Yes, it, it gives us enough time to... The, the biggest thing is it gives us enough time to watch ATV, uh, which is across, around. I can never remember if it's across the verse or around the verse. It's uh, around the verse. Thank you. Um, it, it's to watch around the verse, to prepare questions, to get home from work for if I start working again. We, we positioned it in a time slot ahead of time in preparation for both of our schedules. Yeah, uh, Tatika says, let's get rid of time zone, standard earth time for the win. And you have opened up a Pandora's box there when we're, we're for a Terran separatist. Um, so... Uh, but yeah, so uh, we've got a couple of questions coming in, especially a great one from uh, Ryu. So I want to kind of follow up with that probably after the gameplay questions. Um, but so you've been playing um, Star Citizen and uh, Mad Max. Anything from there that you want to kind of share? Because um, this is, you've been really getting into Mad Max, I know. Mad Max for me is a uh, ADHD OCD gamer's dream. I've seen and... happy tingles. 
this this feeds into it in in that positive gamer way where I have a wide breadth of things to do at any given time. But if I get bored, I can just kind of stop and go do something else. But there's so many things to complete that it feeds the OCD. Like I got to finish this. I got to finish this. And I want to finish it because it's worth it. And it it does it in a way that feeds both parts. And then I feel satisfied and it doesn't bother me outside of it. So it, it, you basically got the Skyrim syndrome. Basically. Yeah. It's, it's very much that. And it's, you can level Max, you can level the bases Max goes to, you can level Max's car, you can collect all sorts of stuff, you can clear out all sorts of areas, you can go just do tons of side quests. You're I in haven't a happy even gotten place. To, like, the fourth story mission. I haven't even done that yet, and I've cleared out almost like the first three zones, because I just want, screw the story, I want to so, go do all this other stuff. Um. So, so, so... Basically, this is a game you'll be playing for a while, I guess. Yeah. Yes. And awesome. uh, now, how about yourself, though, Dublar? I want—I want to know what you've been able to play this week and what you've had fun with. Um. So I'm gonna talk and champion because I think this is, uh, truly one of the. Uh, but I think I just got a follower. Whoever followed me, thank you. I'll—I'll I'll, I'll check out later. That's quite awesome. Um. Uh. We. Basically, I've been playing Franbo. Um, oh, the creepy game. The creepy game. Now, it's this is one of those games. So, put, so put it into background. Now, Come, do I have to plug my ears? Will there end up being spoilers here? Like, I'm going to definitely not make it to be spoilers. But my God, I want to spoil it. But I, I won't. <laughs> so Franbo was um, this this uh, this uh, uh, woman. Um, she had this idea for a, a game, and if I remember, it was her and her dad. Her dad helped her out at first, and uh, they did an Indiegogo campaign. I uh, I, I funded it um, because the game sounded really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, she got on a developer, so it was really just a developer and her. She um, ran the story, did all that uh, other odds and sods, um, and it turned out to be one of the best games I've played. And I'm not talking just this year. Um, ever? Ever. Would this make your top five? Mm, I try not to think of an all-time top five because then that becomes reductionist and unfair. So I'll speak in generals and say this is one of the best games I've ever played. Now, I like adventure puzzle games. I, I played um, uh, Broken Age. I loved the first part, didn't enjoy the second part as much. I uh, Secret Monkey Island, all that kind of stuff. I love that kind of thinking. Um, but sometimes what um, people do is they, um, they create the puzzle without the story and without the emotion and the motivation. I was a big fan of how LucasArts used to do it, though, where you talked about Monkey Island there and they yeah. did the Indiana Jones game. They they were probably the gold standard. Yeah. So you're saying it's in that level of yeah. standard. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so what this is, it's uh, it's about Franbo. Franbo, um, she's uh, a 10-year-old girl. She has a kitty called Mr. Midnight. And she loves her parents very much. And something happens to her parents. And, um, yeah, and um, she has to kind of go away somewhere. And while she's there, um, people talk to her. And she starts to see things. 
and interesting what happens from that point on as she tries to find mr midnight um is truly original truly shocking truly unnerving and and emotional um so yeah it is an amazing game it's only been out i think for about a week it's about 10 pounds um over in the in uk land which is something somebody something in uh, in your local currency i think um, 17 dollars us about that um and i've been playing it on my stream for the last week and it's 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 that game where um if you've played dead space okay yeah and, and this gives you the measure when things started to get really creepy because i would play that on my xbox in a dark living room nothing but the tv screen <laughs> i would be scared shitless frambo as a point and click adventure game makes me react the same way Ooh. and at the same time it's cute and lovely it's um, Coraline. Uh, it's, yes, exactly. It is Coraline because you see what you see and she sees what she sees and she reacts to it and you know, she doesn't like it or she, she re reduces it into a way that she can manage. But oh my God, um, this is a game that I think about just from an emotional perceptual level. Uh, outside of the game it is amazing um, and so i i mean i do not know if um it's called i think kill Mo uh, kill monday is the uh is the name of the group who've put this out this this uh this two the two person team i don't know if they're gonna do more games but if you really really like and if somebody can put the link up and there is a free demo if somebody can put the link up into chat just try it out because this is one of those things that you don't see often it is it is purely original it's inventive and it has um a depth of character and of storytelling that i haven't seen um for years i'm forcing myself to save it for halloween yeah because you have a copy now and you're going to play it for the halloween week so yes. uh, so for for people now here's the thing do not spoil this man but when he plays it, um, he's you're gonna you're gonna love it. Because what I've been doing is I've, I'm really bad at voices, and I've been speaking as as uh, Fran, and as Mr. I can't do Fran. high pitch, so there you go. <laughs> no, because what you do is you just bring it down to innocence, to a lighter innocence tone. Um, uh, that's what I've been doing. And um, reading the text, you get very taken up and whisked away with it. And I oh, know I'm not so I, I'm not good at that. I know you have a certain knack, so I implore you. Um, and I, and you know what the best thing about everything I've just said? I've not hyped it. Um, it's just it's good. Complete truth on it. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, that's so that's what I've been playing. <laughs> and there's a link in chat right now, so uh, if anybody wants to check it out, please, please do. I so wholeheartedly recommend it. Um, so the the week in the verse what has been going on sir 
Oh, there has been many a thing this week. Um, anything from Dragon Con initially showing the pictures of the Endeavor to them showing it today in ATV yeah. to the new community hub going out, which doesn't have an NDA against it, they outright said. However, it's only out to 2,000 people. But I have seen pictures of at least my stream on the new community hub page. So yeah. I am on there. My stream is listed, and we're going to get everyone listed there from, you know, Duplar to everyone else in Bad News Game. We're going to yeah. make sure we're all a presence, and this podcast will be there. Woohoo! I, I, it's kind of like I, I'm so happy this hub is coming up because it is a uh, is a nice centralized place for uh, creators, supporters, uh, and critics. More importantly, critics, because feedback is always a good thing uh, yes. when it's a constructive thing um and uh i'm just so happy for it i just wish i had access already i have so many things to put out i know it's phrasing uh, but give me give me give me give me <clears throat> as you do ted um and <laughs> uh so that's out and also today the uh the um invites for the issue system have come out yes they they have started talking about their issue system that's going to be going out there yeah. and um what is it called? The Concern Council or something issue like council. that? Issue Council. Thank you. Yeah, most 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 lovely. This is this is exactly the kind of thing that uh, we need. Although I do, I have heard rumors that there's a, a bug already placed about how the Thor shoe uh, in the tank isn't moving, and people foolishly are saying that's not important. Damn you! <gasps> I know. How dare they say it's not important? Uh, we, we all hail the great space crab. He is indeed one of the pantheons, so we need to support the space crab. Um, anybody who who uh, who goes against the space crab, your name should be taken. <laughs> um, Hail um, space crab, says Solus in chat. Um, so, so that's been happening. Um, we had a tenth of the chairman. I don't think too much kind of stood out uh, this week there. Nothing huge stood out, no. No. Um, we then had uh, Bug Smashers, which was uh, quite nice. I missed it. I got to go back and watch the um, episode. Normally I watch it. It looked at an AI pilot and gunner interaction for the, for the Hornet. Um, oh, okay. And it just dealt with a, a, a turret not moving when there was a target nearby as controlled by the AI. That's impressive that it's an AI situation. Yeah, the, the, the bug there is one thing, but the AI is the other thing. So that was nice to see. Um, we had uh, a rather interesting uh, around the verse. There were a few things that came out of there. What, was, what thing kind of jumped out at you from that? Honestly, hair. Seriously, I'm not kidding. The hair. The, the little sneak preview and talking about having hair that they think they have a gold standard ready to set multiple versions of it. And as well as the emote recording, mocap of emotes. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So um, it's kind of an interesting one because the, normally with uh, Around the Verse, they'll make big announcements or they'll make important statements. But this, this episode, it, it felt like the lead was being buried absolutely everywhere. Um, one of which, of course, was hair. Um, and, and so now people may be going, why is hair important? Um, 
just think about the hair that all the characters that you've seen and all the games that you've played the what they look like and you realize how little time is spent on hair uh with the exception of uh, certain co-stars i'm thinking miranda lawson um uh, from mass effect 2 <laughs> um and yeah we've also had netcode in there um so it's kind of like it, it just shows you the, the the level of you know pink punk hair um light dusted blue gray hair and all those kind of concepts they look great but to actually uh see them in game means there's going to be a hell of a lot of variants and styles um yes. you know and i would assume that it's not going to be like a lego brick kind of clip-on hair not to mention those were female model hairs too mm. which is we haven't even seen the really seen the female model in game yeah so um, that's a whole other level to it um for me, I think one of the the interesting pieces was actually what Darian Volick was saying at the beginning, because um, he came on. They do the Spectrum Dispatch and they kind of go around all the uh, the um, you know offices, and he was talking about the ghost system is getting uh, some some fun. What, how did he frame it? Some fundamental rework, substantial uh, rework, fundamental substantial. Um, so basically, the ghost system is the system which enables um, you, you get attacked. So at what points do the uh, alert red um, bulbs go off um, going, oh, you're in trouble? At what point does smoke come out? Sparks fly? At what point do the doors open and close? How do you manage the doors open and close? How do you manage the security of your ship when you've got multi-crew? Um, it does quite a lot of things. Um, game object state system. Um, yes, it's that's tied into everything. Yeah. So um, Darian said that they're making changes. Now you have a theory as to what the, what's happening there. Um, honestly, it, my theory behind it is they've made several key important changes behind the scenes. They have changed the skeletons and animations for pretty much everything all of that would directly relate to the flow graphs because a flow graph is sort of a if x happens this is y output mm. situation so it takes the input of what's going on and spits out output based on whatever you set up in the graph through a whole bunch of different you know broken down trees and charts and you change the animations and skeletons that needs rework you start changing over some of the behind the scenes code and you need to do rework. You get new tools for the flow graph, which they talked about in a smaller article and to the side um, in the monthly breakdown. They actually talked about how some of the designers wanted new tools and wanted tweaks to the tools for things like how the, the, the flow graphs were working. So when you start getting new tools and all those other things, you can do more with it or you change things and mm. it needs work both on the graphs themselves and the system that's going to handle it and do those reactions. So Ghost will need an overhaul to handle all these cool new things that they're aiming to do. And that just shows that they just got to a different step in the process that goes, well, okay, we need some work. That is pretty damn cool. And he also talked about um, the fact that... Uh... Uh, Mark Abent and another guy whose name I'm I'm so sorry um, slipped my mind. Uh, they're reworking the item system as well. 
but they don't want to kind of talk about that, and that's going to have some fundamental changes. Yeah, uh, the the global item, the, the global ob object inventory. I can't remember the exact name. Da 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 da. Um, and uh, that also ties into um, what was being said from the UK office about the netcode. Yes, um, a lot of what they did wasn't directly netcode per se, where you would think of it as reducing pings so much, even though they did do some with that. A lot of what they were doing was some more minute cleanup stuff. And that is actually great. Because as someone who's gone in and, and is one of those people that likes to look at, that sounded like a bottle being opened. That may have be a little tipple. So, uh, yeah. I don't remember what I was talking about. I'm just jealous of your drink. Oh, you shouldn't be. Uh, it's it's Welsh whiskey, so what do I know? Um, so, yeah, so they are they are actually kind of... Uh, optimizing by turning off stuff they don't need, but at the same time, they have been working on their own netcode solution. By ripping out all of the stuff that CryEngine uses because they're designed for tens, as they said, yeah. and Star Citizen, as a big MMO, they need it for hundreds, and that's at a time yeah. um, instanced. That, so that, it's not 25 in an instance, it's 50, it's 100, it's 200. So Raytheon... Two says by overhaul, do you mean a new version that uses less CPU power and bandwidth? Yes, that's what they're aiming for. Yeah. They are they talk directly about the fact that the CPU is getting overuse. Mm. That was a, a direct thing they talked about. They know that our CPUs are taking a major hit with the unoptimized code right now, trying to test this out and do the alpha and everything else, that most of our CPUs are at 100%, even yeah. though we've got it on low settings. It, it, it just shows they've been reading the forums and or checking out any whatever logs they have. Yeah. Um, I think the reason, like, for example, um, Grakis and I, we stream Star Citizen. And one of the ways that we stream Star Citizen is that we we basically have to get a, a separate PC. Now, you've, you've not done that yet. Not yet, which is why I have some problems still with hitching. And I have to shut down a whole bunch of other stuff behind the scenes. And I'm using an i7. It's not a yeah. great i7. But this is still an i7 processor, and the fact that it runs at a full 100%, and if I turn everything off, including my stream, and run Star Citizen, it still tries to use 100% at times. It is brutal. Because um, a lot of people have been saying, it's like, it's the, graphic card, it's the graphics card, get the best graphics card, all those kind of things, and, and then they become surprised when it still chugs a bit. And it's purely because in this optimized state, it's using so many CPU resources, and it's, I don't even think it's properly multi-threaded yet for the CPU. I don't believe it's fully no. properly multi-threaded because yeah. they pretty much just got 64-bit up and running. So that means that there's still work to do on getting it properly multi-threaded to work in a CPU. Plus, DirectX 12 integration is going to help out with some of that optimization once they get that up and running. There's a lot of work to go on those optimizations. Typically, though, that happens far later in the process. Mm, so. mm, mm. I totally agree, but it's kind of interesting because there have there, there has been like a a kind of movement to get things that would be end of process done more readily now because even though this is alpha slash pre-alpha, it's in the hands of us, which is basically unheard of. 
um, it's kind of a difficult situation because you never exactly know. You They're know, rewriting the book. Yeah, and and the only problem is that the more they do now, of course, the 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 more rework they'll have to keep doing continuously. So the longer, in many ways, the longer they put it off, the better it is for them. But in turn, it's going to piss people off. Yep. So they have to balance what gives a, the greatest benefit to work on now, both front facing and internally. And it's it, yeah. that that's a production nightmare, but also yeah. a fun production challenge because producers do love the challenge of trying to balance. Oh, like, hell, it's what? A, they wouldn't it's a even puzzle. Go, yeah, puzzle. I mean, that's it. It's 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 kind of like. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm just imagining them, them like uh, playing uh, Bilbo in The Hobbit, going to Gollum for the riddles, and they're going, I've got this. <laughs> um, so, What's the Stubbs rules, Precious? I do not know how you do that. I do not know how you do that. Um, so, oh, my God. Um so yeah, one other thing that kind of came from around the verse, and now we have to stress this very clearly, is that it's not real until Chris Roberts says it's real. Is that they did a ship shape? Lisa did a ship shape. Ship, ship. Hang on. Ship shape. Let me just wet my whistle. Mm. I can't whistle. Don't worry, I I can't either. But I yeah. make up for it in other ways. Um, basically talked about um the avenger and oh yes oh my god so the avenger um uh nerd fans and there's more than that the avenger was uh it's an adjusted dynamic ship it um was used as uh kind of like an interdiction style ship it's a police ship police ship interdiction UE internal kind of homeworld stuff, and uh, it's out for us all to use. Um, one of the things that it was always touted with was, uh, and it looks like a flying penguin. And one of the things it was always touted it with, it does, yes, it was touted with a two seater because it was originally going to be um, uh, like a trainer ship slash uh, a ship we would fly in Squadron 42. It was then replaced with a Gladius, which is yes. a more militarily literally my god i've been quenching my thirst too strong um <laughs> uh military uh it's more it's a much more military your weddle is whistled my it's more than my weddle um and as susan rilkin says the avenger is quite sexy well possibly um i it's kind of an odd one because like because if you if you in a world where there is one man and one penguin. In a world of one man and one penguin. I cannot take do to that the voice. stars. They'll do more than take to the stars. But the um so they've basically He's inferring things. <laughs> so ba basically, um they've been reworking the design. The the when I look at the Avenger, I'm amazed. This is before we saw what we saw today in Shipship. I'm amazed they've managed to fit so much in. Because when you walk through um, the back of the ship and you walk around where they kept the sails and then you kind of go through to the bed and you go through the cockpit, it almost feels like there is actually no space between the outside and the inside of the ship. It's like micro thin. Yeah. Because it's like a TARDIS. Um, and, uh, so they're trying now to rework it 
to make it so it has two seats in the front. Now, we saw from today's ship shape there, um, uh, you know, a kind of a, a proof of it. And this is not signed off by Chris Roberts, so it doesn't mean it's actually going to happen. But I really, it's, it's kind of like... Uh, you can tell they're fighting for it to happen. Oh, God, yeah. But you can also tell how the hell do people get in and out of that ship. Um, they'll have to kind of not go through the back anymore. Uh, yeah, definitely can't go through the back anymore. you got to climb up. And to me, the, the cramped look of it is almost just like one of our fighter cockpits now. It, those things are tiny. <laughs> You, yeah. gotta, you can't be a giant person and be a fighter pilot. Yeah. Everything I, I know. So it's like, it, it's kind of like how we design stuff right now. It's pretty it, cramped. It's like if you ride a horse, you have to be the tiniest person in the world. So this is this is the horse jockey of ships. But what was really <laughs> interesting, and I know people will focus on the cockpit, it was actually the back-end cargo space because they've made substantial... Now, we've not seen the cargo area before. We've only seen like the cell area, which has been a totally different aesthetic and design um, uh, principle, but the cargo area is taking uh, on board from the Reliant, which, the, uh, not from, from the, uh, what's the name of that ship? The Tallywhacker, it's taking from the Tallywhacker. The Retaliator. That's the one. You just wanted me to say the word. Yes. TTT. Uh, TTT, time to tally. Um, so it looks absolutely average. But it does. But that's okay. Because, because we haven't had anything that is the midline. It's yeah, I mean it's basically just the cargo hold. Um so what I was impressed with is the fact that it took signature notes from the tally. Um and also it took on board um from uh what we last saw in the cutlass redesign, which is gonna be a standard, which is magnetic uh, plates for kind of holding your your cargo um, yeah. which was quite nice so I was quite happy with that mm. you okay? yes uh, <laughs> um, but I don't know if there was much else in, in ATV this time apart from the fact that Ben and Sandy absolutely nailed it they did oh my god it was it was the best I've seen them. It was hilarious. It was. They seemed more relaxed this time. And to be they honest, they just got into it. I completely see. I think the, the the thing about what they do is they want to put on a good show. And I think the thing about today's one is that they stopped caring. Uh, now <laughs> that's not a negative. Far from it. It's like they actually are just having fun and that's i think fundamentally an important thing because yeah it's all about fun it, it lets the flow change yeah uh citizen ryokane says uh that the original avenger had a rollaway ladder you, you would claim to get in so yeah that makes sense um the um so did anything else kind of come up this week for you? Because it has been a rather light week. We've been waiting Never. for the hub and the uh, the the issues the endeavor oh what's that what's 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 the end um endeavor explorership of science and hospitals and... oh my god it was amazing it's my space meth lab showing its form so this created a problem for me because i honestly said star trek 
No, I'll leave that for other people. Um, I didn't want to get the Endeavor. Now uh, you want it, don't you? I want it so bad. And um, Hale. You, you want Hale's Endeavor so bad. <laughs> it, it, so the Endeavor uh, was shown at DragonCon, and as of um, speaking right now, it's actually been released in the subscriber vault with um, full clear images. Uh, they also showed images of it on um, around the verse. It's not finished yet. It's still in development. Um, and it went from... Uh, was it Discovery? Was that the name of the 2001 ship? It looked like the ship from 2000. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it looked like that. And then it kept kind of refining and moving through. And it became more ship-like. And then it became basically... Uh, a huge ship with a rotation ring and then engines and other stuff in the back now from um it it's 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 ginormous um but size as we know is not everything so let's look at what else it does um it has attachments that swing out and... yeah so it it basically it's by uh, Misk, so think of the Misk Hull series, but at the same time, not as crazy with the arms. Um, but it can extend pods and various things from its center mass. One of the modules that you can get for it is the centrifugal ring. So yes. that means uh, for science experiments, you can actually generate alternative gravity. And zero gravity. And if you so wish it. Um, and, uh, now if I understand now, this was, mm, I'm going to call this completely made up because I cannot uh, authenticate fully the source, but I understand it was said at the DragonCon panel that the front end of that, um, so if, if you look, if you look for, um, the Endeavor and, and find an image, the front end of it, which is after the ring, um, can actually detach. Um, so it can fly around. Uh, the the remainder stays as a fixed point. This, it has a saucer section, in other words. It has a saucer section, and oh my god! And it also, uh, I think that front end can also hold two cutlasses. Holy! Oh yeah, because cutlass red are ambulances. Yes, yes so it can hold two cutlasses. Wow, that's a big ship. It's absolutely massive. Because there's no context for size in the pictures they showed, and they looked pretty big. But yeah, now that I know the front end can fit two cutlasses, it's like, that's a big ship. Yeah, and so, yeah, so Cyberwolf in chat is, um, oh, Cyberwolf, are you actually at DragonCon? Oh, that's, a, that's really cool. So for the listeners, um, one of our live viewers was apparently there and saw it live, so... Mm. We are talking to our chat as well. We do the multitask thing. Yeah. Um, so I had a very... So, okay. So I have one or two ships. I think we can all agree there. I, um, I only wanted one more ship. And it's because of certain romantic notions about what I want to do in the game that may or may not ever happen. Um, the Corvette, basically. And so I'm prepping for um, the Great Melt of 2015, should I get the chance to get the Corvette. But and the question is, Corvette or Endeavor? 
Dora the Explorer. Why not both? <laughs> um, uh, so that I, I already have, like, for example, I have a tally and I have all the modules. So, you know, that's first amount. Um, and I know you don't like the tally. Actually, just... no, I absolutely love the tally. I just don't see it as part of... Um, what you're going to do. Yeah, so I just bought it so I could melt it and tell you that I'm melting the tally. Oh. Oh, that's just cruel and amusing. And because I can't wait to torpedo one of your bigger ships that you're in love with before you can get its defenses up. Well, yeah, you... you, you... You blow me up, big man. How does that make you feel? Um, <laughs> so, um, so I'm actually because uh, in various uh, channels that we have as part of Bad News Gaming, I I posted this question: Should I melt my uh, reclaimer? Oof. Yeah, Oof, that that is a tough one. And the answer is yes, because um, I have an Orion and I have a reclaimer. And while the moment the design documents come out, that will make me want to look at um, scavenging and, you know, all that kind of stuff, I will regret it. I honestly think that I could, um, <laughs> uh, I can honestly think I could have fun with uh, an endeavor. And not to mention, all of these are earnable in-game. Yes, absolutely. So you can go and, and regain all of these ships anyway. Yeah, so... It's just day one, what are you going to do? Yeah, so as a kind of a background thing, so people going, oh my god, all this money, all these ships, you only need to get a starter package, you uh, can earn everything in-game. Uh, we're not buying ships, we're giving money to CIG to make the game. And then all we're doing is we're just kind of like trying on clothes, going to go, how does this look for my gaming choice? Um, everything else is immaterial. But regardless of that, my God, it's amazing. I want an endeavor so bad, it's I stupid. <sighs> I know. that That's one that I almost would be like, oh, can I melt everything to get that? Except, except my constellation, I can never melt it. Yeah, uh, Solus says, day one, put a giant boxing glove on the Reclaimer and punch a space station. If anybody hasn't seen the Reclaimer, that thing is awesome looking. And uh, Captain, Jimmy, Captain Jimmy Dean says, I'm definitely going to need some help crewing my Corvette-class ship and or Endeavour. Cap, we'll both be putting out wanted lists uh, for various staff. Um... So yeah, that was pretty much, I think, all of it this week. I don't think it was anything else. I don't know of anything off the top of my head. It's been all, yeah, it's been all kind of infrastructure stuff. It's been about, you know, a couple of tech changes. Um, still looking forward to CizenCon and the things that are going to work towards that. Um, they were talking about layering of skin and muscle and blood for the, uh, for the models. So I'm very curious to see if we're going to reach L.A. Noir quality of Ooh, facials. Um, um, yeah, but I think we've got time now for a wee quiz if you're up for it, Grackies. Oh, it is quiz time. We're back to the quiz. It's in every other It's the quiz. Oh, I can't even do it. My voice is gone. Um, so what was the name of this quiz? The 
sometimes true or false. The Star Citizen sometimes true or false quiz, but could possibly be neither. Not true or false, yes. Um, I will tell you now that we do not have any true or false questions here. Oh. Yeah, I've been rather bold. And in fact, I've been so bold, I've centralized this around one theme. And that theme what? is Vandul. The boogeyman. Yeah. So we have 10 questions. And now this is obviously 10 for the Vandul. We, as a rule, in, unless it's me answering the questions, this is all for fun. Uh, oh, it's all for fun. All for fun. All for fun. Um, I expect to get maybe two or three. I right, think he'll actually. do. I th there are a few curveballs here. I think he'll do quite well. I hope you will actually. Um, the the aim of this is to have some fun and at the same time, um, you know, talk about the law and and share what we know. Um, Inform the people. Yeah. So question one. What is the name of the Vandul homeworld? I actually don't know the name of the Vandal homeworld. Okay. Is I couldn't find that today when I was looking about looking about. At I, I gave things. a wee heads up say it was this kind he of this, did. this area because it felt so. So so what is your answer? What's the name of the Vandal homeworld? Unknown or we don't I, I'll say we don't know what it is. I'll take I'm going to have to actually take your first answer. Um I <laughs> Captain, oh, oh, so here, Ca Captain Jimmy Dean has uh, whispered to me and asked if it was Doucheland. <laughs> um, I will say no answers in chat. We'll keep this. Feel free to whisper to me, but but don't um, uh, publicly post in chat because we can both read it. We don't want to give either of us if you know the advantage. I had the answer was unknown. That was the first thing you said, so you get one point. We do not know. It is unknown because yeah. there are... The nomadic uh, race, we don't know where they originate from or if, in, yeah, if it still exists. They're not clans. They're something else. Um, uh, marauding bastards, I think. is. The, they they is call the, them like hunting parties or something. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what year were they encountered by humanity? The Vandal. What year were the Vandal encountered by humanity? Oh, for the love of 2650? So you said 2650. Yeah. Uh, reality said, ah, ah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Parrot Bath said to you, Grackies, uh, 2013. <laughs> I know it was uh, at Orion 3. Okay. Uh, I just can't remember the exact year. Uh, the, I, I so totally want you to give uh, Parrot Math some hugs because that was the correct answer. Uh, 2013. Yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> um, the answer was 2681. 81. Ah. Okay. So that's a, a nil point. Uh, question three. Um, on August the 9th, 2681, a heavily armed Vandal raiding party struck the main post on Mm hmm and slaughtered the colonists there to the last man there was it actually was Ryan three. Oh, you yes. i just said it a moment ago they, they, they had oh. another name for the planet uh, uh, uh armitage 
Armitage. I was going to say Ar- Artemis, but yeah. Yeah. Ar- Orion 3. Okay. Now, they actually left one uh, citizen. Uh, actually, they, they managed to account for all the bodies, but they could not a find... Yes, it was a farmer. What was the name of the farmer and the farmer's age? Oh, crap. That's evil. Um, names. Don't know names. I'm going to say his name was underscore test and his age was 63 okay uh you were right on one his name was jean-michel jean actually no you're you totally nil planned that was john phillips and he was 38 john phillips 38 yeah uh question five (laughs) i was just reading what's going on in chat um now you'll get this what is the name of the Vandal Heavy Fighter? Oh, God, the Heavy Fighter? Yeah. So we haven't seen this in-game, but they kind of have this... Is that s- the Reaper? ...similar matching to us. Is that the Reaper? Is that your final answer? I'll, I have to go with that because I can't remember the name of the Heavy Fighter specifically. I glanced at the heavy at the ship list earlier, but I don't remember much of them. Okay, so the name of the Vandal Heavy Fighter is John Phillips. 38 years old. He is a deadly opponent. You can get up to three Vandal in him. And um, they ram very hard. Um, it's actually the Stinger. The Stinger is the Heavy Fighter, okay. Yeah. Now, I'd like to apologize for this one. What was the designation? So, so we have the scythes. The scythes are a ship that we got from somewhere. We got them from a carrier. The X-12. I hate you. The question was, what's the designation given to the first Vandal carrier captured by the <laughs> UEE? I knew that one. Okay. Uh, this one is an easy one. How many Vandals are there? This is question seven. How many Vandals are there in Area 18? Entire Vandal? Sorry, nothing. I'm going to say a quarter because it's just his head. It's a very big head. Uh, Yes, I put down one ahead. I went with a quarter ahead, just just in case you decide to get tricky, because it's not an entire vandal. That would be so unlike me. Um, (laughs) So, question eight. And I'll need to read this out full. Aegeus Dynamics Retaliator is to the UEE as mm -mm 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 is to the vandal. It's their heavy bomber, but I can't remember the name of the heavy bomber. I've seen the pictures of it, but I don't remember the name of it. Is your mind a blank? Yes, my mind is a blank to the name of the heavy bomber. Like a void. It is a void. Oh, God, it's the void. Is it the void fighter or the void bomber? Void bomber. Oh, yeah. that's right. I'm laughing at some of the uh, whispered answers I've been getting. Timothy, you're a bad man. Um... <laughs> And yeah, Vreka, you got it right, and Cap, you got it right. Um, now, the Vandal. Now, this is an answer, the question that you should get the answer to because you've been working with the Cry Engine assets. 
Oh boy. For the vandal, how many fingers do they have in each hand? Oh crap, I'm trying to remember the details of the hands. I think they have a thumb and two fingers. They have two hands. I just want to give you a hint there. You said on each hand. Yeah. So they have two, yeah, no, no, I'm just telling you, just generally they have two hands, so... Yeah, know. I know, it's not extra hands. I think it's a thumb and two fingers, two large fingers, if I remember. But I don't remember off the top of my head. I didn't look that closely at their hands. For this, we'll assume the thumb and fingers are the same. So... So three? I hate you. Three. It is. Okay, so it is the thumb and two. So, um... Uh, now, I think, Grackies, you may get this. I don't know if chat will get this. So here's the thing. The last question. Because we had the Orion 3 incident and because uh, the Vandal decimated several outposts, mm -hmm. the UEE, well, it, it kind of is, we don't feel that they're doing enough against the Vandal threat. So we as citizens, have uh, taken up arms and uh, we're going to launch an attack on the Vandal as part of, and this is deadly serious, as part of um, the release of Star Citizen. And this uh, has been uh, endorsed by uh, Cloud Imperium Games and they're actually going to work it into the lore and to the story and everything. That is called Operation Pitchfork. Yes. There is, however, an equivalent Vandal response. What is the name of the Vandal response? The CIG created Vandal response, not the community side response? The, no, no, I know which one you're talking about. It's the CIG created... Iron Haybale. Operation Iron Haybale is... Yeah, is the is the response by the Vandal to and the our... community traders that are going to sow chaos are Operation Yawspoon. Is it really called that? It's called Yawspoon. Oh my god. Okay, so as a quick um, uh, kind of summary, uh, we don't know the name of the Vandal homeworld. We first encountered them in the year twenty six eighty one. Um, when they uh, first attacked on August the 9th, 2681, um, they decimated Orion 3 Armitage, um, which was, of course, in the Orion system. Um, they, we couldn't account, we counted for everybody in that attack except for one person. That was a farmer called John Phillips. Um, the name of the Vandal... 38. 38, yeah. Uh, the name of the Vandal Heavy Fighter is the Stinger. Um, when we got our sites, our, our authentic sites, that was because we captured a Vandal carrier and, uh, that's been designated the X-12. There 1,400 is a... dead Vandal on board. Yo ho ho. Um, and there's actually a head of a Vandal in Cubby Blast in Area 18 of ARPCOR. Um, the name... So the uh, UE have the Retaliator as a bomber from the Mesa era, and uh, the Vandal have the Void Bomber. The Vandal are um, three-fingered, which means they suck at magic tricks. 
and um, the community have created Operation Pitchfork as a response to the Vandal threat. And CIG have in turn created Operation Iron Hay Bale. Would you like to know your score? Yes, I would. Drum roll. Six. Ooh, I did yeah. pretty good. You did pretty good, sir. I'm very proud Some of that. Some of those were pretty tough, too. I was close on the 26 one. I was off by, what, 31 years on that? That's not too bad considering crawling through the war. I think settlement of Orion 3 was 2650. Mm. Uh, I think it was. I think it was. What's That's me where I got mixed up, I think. Uh, what's going to be very interesting is... Um, and I don't want to give spoilers, even though it's publicly available, is how I can see the Vandal working in Earth Terror space. I think that's going to be amazing if we get that far. Because um, the, the law of Star Citizen is based upon um, around 2nd to 4th century um, Rome. Um, and yep. if, they can, if they can pull it off, it's going to be epic. All also, jump points lead to Earth. Shut up, you. Um, <laughs> but, but they've also said that that may not happen. It's in our hands. Oh, Pitchfork is the start of something or the end of something. Mm -hmm. it, may be, it may be the fiery stick in, in, in the wasp's nest. <laughs> Whoops. Um, so we don't normally, we, we're not going to do an after show this time, um, uh, but we'll take a few questions, um, probably right now, um, just to kind of, you know, find out what chat are thinking. There was a question very, uh, so if, chat, if you want to post a couple of quick questions, do so now. Um, there was a question way, way up, um, at the start of the stream the start of the recording, uh, about pedals. Do we use them, and uh, what's what's good pedals and our thoughts on them? Um, so, Grackies, do you use pedals? Not anymore, but I used to. Oh, and what do you use? The SciTech pedals. I haven't used them for Star Citizen, but I used to have pedals for flying and everything else. So um, I had the SciTech pedals. I can't even remember the exact ones. Just like I got my X-52. And the only thing of SciTech for mine that's broken is the actual joystick portion yeah. of it. The pedals have always worked great when I had them. And I can't find them. They're buried somewhere at my grandparents' place. And my throttle handle has always worked great every time I've ever had SciTech devices. So SciTech's always been pretty good to me in how long it works. This is the first one I've ever really ever had just break. Yeah, now I've seen a lot of people with the X-52 Pros break. They they seem to have an issue, and it seems to be around the... Um, I, honestly, it seems to be around the lubricant that they use on the joystick uh, connector, where it's metal on metal and plastic mm -hmm. on metal. It wears out, turns into gunk, and then you get this like grit that destroys and pits the metal, so then it catches, and yeah. it just makes it worse and worse. That's not good. Um, I use actually, um, SciTech Combat Pro pedals, um, and I absolutely love them, but what I use them for predominantly is strafing. So I have, um, 
uh, on the foot uh, push axis, I have left, right, strafe. And on the toe, I have uh, forward, uh, sorry, uh, up and down. So I then use a forward back toggle, uh, depending on if I'm decoupled or uncoupled, on my uh, throttle. What that means is that when I'm flying, I can um, quite easily adopt, uh, say, uh, a two-plane um, avoidance. So I can be going left to right and either up or down or right to left. And so that then reduces hits on me. It's kind of very obvious what I'm doing, so you've kind of got to break the pattern um, and just make sure that you don't kind of uh, immediately double back so you don't go left to right and up and then turn right to left kind of thing because yeah. you'll just kind of um, make it easier to lead on you. Um, I think um, pedals for Star Citizen I'm going to say they're a must if, you've, if you're playing with a, a stick. I don't play with keyboard because uh, well I'm a lefty. I'm a left-handed so Seriously, your right hand, the keyboard configurations confuse me. Um, and I get scared easy. Um, <laughs> but I would say um, I've been, I, I've had, I'm a terrible flyer. I'm, I'm terrible in so many ways. I'll never be the best. But uh, for God's sake, um, you know, tune your dead zones because I've been flying like a madman without even realizing I had better control options. Um, so, uh, got from, uh, Parrot Math. The Avenger has been shown in detail on the ship shape today. Do you think the outer hull was modified in any way to help make modularity of the equipment? I think nope. no. No. They said outright that they weren't allowed to do those types of changes yeah. to the main hull and stuff. Um, they had to go with what they had and just modify the bits and pieces to fit with what they had. Yeah, um, so here's a two-parter. We've already had a call and response. So Timothy Fabulous asked the question, and Raytheon 2 comes with the response. Um, question, do you know if it's possible to have a medical freelancer from Timothy? And Raytheon says, Tim, he's a freelancer to hospitalize people. That makes sense. <laughs> um, it's, it's medical in reverse. So here's the thing, um, Timothy. Um, when stats, 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 never believe the stats page. One of the things that the stats page focuses on is the weapon's hard points. That doesn't actually equate to the true number of hard points. That's the only the hard points they've published because people think we like weapons. Um, the truth of the matter is uh, your ship has a lot more hard points. So can you uh, make have a medical freelancer? I most certainly hope so. I think there's a lot of opportunity for that to happen. The only reason why it couldn't happen is because they also want to go live. I'm going to chime in and say, yes, however, it will not function nearly as well as maybe a ship that's better suited for it if they don't have a specific freelancer medical module. That's very true. They've already said that you're going to be able to get some functionality into the ships, whether it be emergency care or something like that. However, you might not have a medical bed. You might only have a small little med station with a few emergency items to hold off someone off. So if they don't have an ambulance freelancer that they add in an ambulance module like they've done with the Cutlass Red, then it, you could probably yeah. get some equipment in there that'll serve as emergency medical services stuff, but not as well as a dedicated ambulance ship. Absolutely. 
Um, we have another question. We've actually two questions on Parrot Math. Um, first one is, I heard recent comments that Mad Cats um, now. Uh, well, I'll ask this. I'll read this question and then I'll kind of give a bit of background. I heard recent comments that Mad Cats and Cytec had improved their quality control. Do you suspect that this is true? So the background for this is that um, Cytec have made some great sticks and then Mad Cats bought them. Now Mad Cats are, are a peripheral and apparently during that process the X55 came out and there were some um, quality issues. And the 52 Pro. 52 Pro as well. I didn't know. Um, and so it got, shall we say, a bit of a bad rep. So the question is, have the quality, has the quality control improved? My take on it is, I don't know. What I do know, however, is that I've got an X55 in my hands right now that is absolutely rock solid. Apart from the fact that I seem to accidentally eject every third fight. Um, but apart from that, it's 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 quality build. Um, I mean, they have definitely improved it. Yeah. And the reason for that is now they have a lot of eyes on them to make quality sticks because they are the stick of choice when it comes to game pads. And I'm talking the old school arcade style pads that are used at the big fighting tournaments. Mm. And when you bring equipment into a fighting tournament. If your stick breaks, which a lot of them do break their, their equipment because they're very hard. I'm mm -hmm. talking if I took the joystick and slammed it all the way to the left as hard as I could. There, there are certain things that you know is going to break your equipment if you do that like 20 or 30 times in a row. If I put all my force into that, I'm, I know I'm going to break my joystick. Mm -hmm. There's only mm -hmm. so much hitting it could take. And that does happen yeah. when you put that much force or especially if they lose and do it. And they've built better and better quality ones to the point where now they're actually the the platform of choice for these tournaments. And when you're at MLG gaming tournaments as the item of choice, you've done something right. And then all the eyes are on you to stay that way because otherwise your competitor companies are going to move in and snatch that away from you as quick as they can because that's a lot of money. So you have to stay on the top of your game. So you have to make those improvements. Yeah, that's very true. And I think one of the things to kind of give some more background to this is that um, Cytec have been chosen as the controller for Star Citizen controllers. So yes. there's an awful lot of interest and focus in um, what can be coming out of them. Um, so Sandy Gardner has been working um, with them to... Um, I guess discuss the possibilities. Oh, they've already agreed to do it, but now it's kind of finding out kind of what the scope of it is of open development. So um, knowing the uh, Star Citizen community, I'm sure they'll be absolutely fine. Um, so it'll be quite interesting to have them on board. And I mean, it would be fantastic to kind of hear their design thinkings because one of the most important thing about um, shall we say, the Chris Roberts vision, which is let's talk about what we want and then make it happen, is that I think there's probably going to be a, a lot more potential compromises on the, um, uh, on the hardware because of the other kind of outlying factors. 
So it'll be very interesting to hear kind of what they think about and and how they're kind of making those decisions. I obviously don't want people to get too upset if we don't get the dream kind of controller, but I think it'll be fantastic insight to kind of see how they kind of, you know, the, the compromises they have to make. Well, they've already said they plan to do an open development process of the joystick itself. Well, the, as well. the underlying question is how open, and that's what Sandy is in conversation with them about. Yeah, um, and I would love to get my hands on a preview. Uh, honestly, it's just because I'm one of those users that puts yeah. thousands of hours into using a joystick, and I have put over 10,000 hours into joysticks over my life, so I understand how they work and function and can give that feedback. Yeah. Plus, it's a selfish thing. <laughs> We're probably a year away, I'd say, or at least nine months away uh, from uh, kind of getting the device in our hands. I'm very hopeful that I can, I can kind of um, get one when it, that happens, but we'll kind of see how that plays out. Um, now, we've had some questions about the Reliant. Um, what do you think of the Reliant stuff last week? So that was when we saw the white box in the Reliant. I thought it was cool. I mean, it it's what I imagined it from what I saw before, though. They just repositioned a little bit of stuff. So it's like, okay, they're making progress exactly like I thought. Mm. Cool. Keep going. Give me the ship. Absolutely. And I kind of think the same way. Um, Pirate Math goes, will you pick up a two-seater variant of the Avenger? No. I don't even have an Avenger. No. Um... They got that movie called Happy Feet. They don't need any more help. <laughs> um, shaking... What about the Morgan Freeman movie? I never, I've never seen that. I've only he seen voiced... party clips. Yeah, he voiced March of the Penguins or something like that. Uh, he did, but I think that was actually only the US release. He, um, uh, other people did elsewhere. Um, surprise, surprise. Um, it should have been him everywhere. I mean, that voice is well, just Well, he is perfect. God. Um... Shake and Bake uh, goes, thoughts on in-game gambling, poker, etc. Can it be implemented and what restrictions are expected? Now, bear in mind, we're not CIG, so everything we talk about here is bullshit. Um, Speculation. Speculative bullshit? Spec shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Grackies, I mean, what do you think about gambling and poking, poking with poker? Poking. Gambling and poking. Sounds like Vegas. Um, what goes on in Vegas lasts with you for a lifetime. It does. Um, or with antibiotics. Mm. Um, anyway, the gambling and stuff in game, I could see them doing that if it fits in with the universe they're trying to build. Yeah. And I know they have been looking at various games. I mean, they even had as part of the writer's law um can you name a couple of kind of games and activities that can be carried out and they were you know talking about various card games um they have said that they're able to spin a coin or flick a coin with um uh, the grabby hand system now that then becomes will they have their own games which are kind of automated through a process or will they give give us the ability to run our own card games we don't know. I really hope for the latter. But if we get the former, totally fine. Um, and uh, in terms of uh, restrictions expected, I don't even understand why there would be restrictions. 
I mean, if we can grabby hands a deck of cards, then we can do something with it. Yeah. And, and I mean, they've already said you can't, they don't really have it where you're going to be able to do individual cards and hold them all and then pick one out. So, and then shuffle the deck. So they might have some sort of like automated system in there, but they, they've, they're already trying to work with cards. So, mm. and by the way, Duplark, you just a little like disappeared from camera. Sorry, there we are. How's that? <laughs> I was just letting you know. There you go. So uh, uh, we've got a couple of questions here from Underscore. Uh, do you think they have extended warranties on the Star Citizen stick? I hope so. Mm -hmm. um, Hopefully it doesn't need it, but yeah. just in case, it would be nice. Um, Parrot's going for the hat trick. Have you signed up for the SciTech website for feedback and stuff? Yes. Absolutely. Seriously now. Um... Uh, Cyberwolf has said that what we're talking about is not BS, it's Theory Citizen. This is the kind of funky monkey thing that we've got going on here. It's that this game will disappoint quite a lot of people. And that's okay. Because um, this game has been built to Chris Roberts' vision. Doesn't matter about our vision. Because we're giving... Chris and CIG the funds in order to develop their vision and Chris's vision. So we can speculate as much as we want and we can hope, but let's have fun with that. But let's never ever be disappointed if we don't get that. I mean, we can be disappointed, but we can't be righteous in our indignation. Disappointment uh, allowed, righteous indignation right out. Dar. Um, so I, <laughs> I think, I think, I think that's pretty much all the questions we have. Um, anything else from your side, Grackies, that you see? I do not. I haven't seen anything at this point. I think, uh, it's coming to that point in the stream where it's time to end things for the night. Yeah, I think so. Uh, uh, Gracky, sir, where can we find you? You can find me on twitch.tv slash grakis, G-R-A-K-E-E-S. Today is nine months of me streaming on that channel. Absolute congratulations to you, sir. Nine months streaming. And I, I don't know if people here, and if you're on podcasts, I don't know if you follow Grakis, and you absolutely should. Um, he is uh, a wonderful streamer. Um, Grakis plays games loves games is enthusiastic about the games and he connects to his chat um not five minutes will go by when he's laughing or asking questions oh god he's put the goggles on the goggles of emotion oh god damn you um and uh he is he is truly a community gamer um and that is vitally impressive um, so yeah, and uh, as Ryu Kiwazu says, uh, watching Grakis play in Elite Dangerous and hug his opponents was unique and entertaining to say the least. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, so follow Grakis, and I'm saying this to everybody on the podcast who's listening right now. G uh, Twitch.tv slash G R A K E E S. He's 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 a good guy. Oh. I'm sorry, I'm welling up right now a little bit. You guys, 
this community and and you do blar i couldn't be more thankful and thank you for those words sir thank you no worries no worries and you can also follow me if you um yes, like him. floppy hair and the odd sarcastic comment uh at twitch.tv slash Thackery. that's d-o-u-b-l-a-r-t-h-a-c-k-e-r-y um so we have to make a break for it now we love you lots and we'll see you next week take care everyone bye guys see ya if you like what you heard please do feel free to follow us we also do video stuff as well and give us a review on itunes it doesn't matter if it's good bad or just indifferent we want to hear what you have to think well not everything you have to think i mean that that could be a lot So, okay, so I want chat, I, I know we're about to go live, but chat, I want you to tell us whose head, and we're talking this part of the body, uh, would you would you happily eat out of a box that was posted to you? Uh, Grakis, what would you, whose head would you eat?